0: Man come out of the doctor's office. He'd been in the chiropractor, his neck was messed up, and he's like this, going down the street, and he had everybody doing this. I thought I'd just see what you'd do. <laughs> wow, we need a blind right yonder. You see that glare? Hmm. Okay, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us. To Hebrews eleven, and again, now listen carefully. If you can't stand for the reading of God's word, I understand. You're not standing for me. You're standing in honor of His word. But God knows your heart, and He knows your physical abilities. Do you understand? Hebrews eleven. We're going to read verses one and two, and then we'll turn and six, and then we'll turn to chapter twelve, verses one and two. Hebrews eleven, verses one. And two. <clears throat> now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Verse six. But without faith it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Chapter 12, verses one and two. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Father, pray that you speak to our hearts. We ask your will to be done. We know that the, your prayer, your, the model prayer says, as, as your will is done in heaven, may it be done on earth. Lord, we ask you to help us to be aware of your presence as you attempt to do your will here on earth. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. I don't have to tell you that the world has broken the sound barrier. I don't have to tell you that the world has broken the sin barrier either. But I think it's time that we stepped up to the plate as Christians and break the faith barrier. How much do you believe? What do you count on in this holy world that we live in? I say holy because God is holy. He wants his will to be done. He asks us to put our faith and our trust in him. But yet sometimes we we just uh, are fickle about it. We we don't want to get right into it and really share our faith with the lost. Or even share our faith with some person who's not as close to the Lord as we are. And it's important that we share our faith. Someone asked a little boy, what is faith? He said, it's believing in something you know ain't so. Well, the thing about it is, as we pray, we ought to pray believing that it's already done. we just thanking God. You say as we think about the, the things that are going on in heaven right now, listen, do you think God <clears throat> has taken his eye off of America or off the world? No, he hasn't. Do you think for one moment that Jesus has gotten up from the right-hand side and looked back at his father and said, I have had it with that crowd. I died for that crowd. But look the way they're acting. I'm I'm not going to sit by your side any longer and tell you when they're praying. He's not going to do that. He's on the right-hand side of his father. He's our lawyer. The Bible says he's our advocate. That is our lawyer, our go-between, our bridge. He is the answer between us and heaven. The Holy Spirit of God, what if he says, well, you know, I've been living inside this person for so many years, and they don't even act like I'm alive. They don't exhibit my presence anywhere. They don't depend on me to guide their life. Why should I care? I just want to simply share with you steps to vital faith. It is vital. It is important that we have faith in God. I don't care what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. Or anybody else's. God is still on the throne. God is still in charge. God is still calling the shots. And you say well why don't he come on and do something. You mark it down. He will in his time. Now when we think about our steps to vital faith. First of all. I want us to think about this. We need to be saturated. With the word of God. I ask you. When is the last time, literally, you sat down in your easy chair or your couch or your day room or your sun room or out by the pool or up in the mountains by a brook of of clear water or by a waterfall? When is the last time you just literally sat down and took the Word of God and just began to read? You answer that question. You'll have to answer that. The last time I read before I got to church this morning was very early this morning. We do it every morning. I'll do it every morning in Africa. Every morning God gives me to get up. I'm going to be reading his word. I want to know what thus saith the Lord. Now, when's the last time you've been saturated with anything? I could name a lot of times I've been saturated. I mean, saturated with hydraulic fluid, saturated with oil, saturated with water. I mean, hey, it's, it's with, by surprise. But when's the last time you've really been saturated with the Word of God? The Word of God is powerful. The Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Somewhere or another, I found this. We we want God to do things for us, but we don't want to do anything in return. Now, we don't do things, so God will do things, okay? God's always doing something for us. The very air you breathe right now, God is supplying that. What's going on in this room right now? I wished it, I don't know if you can remember, I know some of you can, I remember the first transistor radio that I ever had my hands on. I wished I had it today. There's no telling what it would be worth today. Let me describe it to you right quick. It looked like a little rocket. It was about that high. Had a little antenna you pull out and push down. It had a little wire with a clip on it. And I'd go to a power pole. And I'd take that clip and clip it onto the ground wire. And it had a little plug. You stick it in your ear. And you start moving that antenna up and down. And you'd find a station. First transistor radio I ever remember. I wish I had it now. Now. Then another one I remember buying, and I gave it to Lynn. It was a, it was called a seven transistor radio. I bought it at Sears. Took four D batteries. I mean, just carry your music anywhere you want to go. Hey, I'm talking fifty years ago. The air is full of everything. I started to bring the radio with me today. And just set it up here and just start dialing through the channel. There is everything imaginable in this very room right now. You know why it's in this very room? It's because somebody's bidding for our attention other than the Word of God. You know, it's amazing. I I can be reading God's Word or or trying to preach a message And the devil is in the background saying, why don't you tell him this? Or why don't you tell him that? I I just want to tell him like Jesus said, get get behind me, man. You're bothering me. Well, everything is here, okay? Everything is here. You can dial it in. Faith is the same way. All we're doing, you see, prayers start in heaven. All we're doing is completing a circuit. You see, that little rocket radio wouldn't work if you didn't clip it onto the ground wire. It wouldn't work. It had to be clipped onto that ground wire. Now, some of you may have one at home, okay? Or you might find one online. I'd love to find one myself. Just complete the circuit. That's all he wants us to do. And in being saturated, reading, reading God's holy word. In fact, uh, Psalm one hundred nineteen eleven says, Thy word... Have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against God? You see, it's important. Uh, we, We need to read the Word, study the Word, memorize the Word, and listen, and go put it into practice. God will allow you to use His Word to draw others to Him. It's amazing. Listen, I don't want you to raise your hand, but how many of you seriously have sat down with a scripture, and, and shab with a lost person and hear them say, I want to be saved. Don't raise your hand. Some of you have done that. On the other hand, some of you Christians have never, ever sat down with the Word of God and read to a lost person and, or quoted Scripture to a lost person and had them say, hey, I want to be saved. Why is that? There are churches in our land that's mega church. They're growing by leaps and bounds. They can't even seat to people. And I'm thinking, what is their drawing card? What's wrong with us? we got a lot of empty seats. I understand people's on vacation. we got a whole parcel of folk, though it's sitting at home. I, as I drove to church this morning, working on their house, cutting grass, just doing all manner of things other than worshiping and praising God. Do they not see Christians going on their way to church? Do they not hear the word of God out in public? How many of you, how many of us actually have scripture on the job? Or you have a Bible at your desk or or in your shirt pocket that somebody might say, what what is that? We need to saturate ourselves uh, with the word of God. The promises of God's word, listen, are not mottoes to be hung on the wall. But they are checks to be carried to the heavenly bank and cashed in. That's the promises of God's Word. Listen, there is no less, I didn't say it exactly, but no less than 35,000 promises in God's Word. And he hasn't missed yet. He's not going to miss. He said he's coming, I believe he's coming. Romans 1:17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Do you realize that sin will keep you from this book or this book will keep you from sin. Read the word. Hey, combat Satan. We're in a war, y'all. We're not at peace time. The more the longer I live, the worse it is to live the Christian life because of the devil and all that he throws at us. Every day, everywhere you go, he's trying to run us down and hinder us. From being all God would have us to be. You say, I just don't have time to read the Word. Hey, the devil knows that. And that's why he keeps putting stuff in our way and in our path. You know, I I love to read the Word of God. I enjoy reading the Word of God. But I also enjoy when Lynn and I just sat down together and read the Word of God. I want to tell you something, it'll do for your marriage. It'll transform your marriage. If you're doing it together, you're sitting there reading it together. You say, I don't read well. It doesn't matter. You read anyway. You say, I can't read it all. Okay, then let your spouse do the reading. Say, I don't have a spouse. Well, get with somebody and say, hey, can you just sit down with me and let's read the Word of God together? It would probably shock us. In this very room, how many of us read the paper before we read the Word of God? What's first in our life? Matthew 6, tells us what and who needs to be first. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things will fall in line. But the Word of God ought to be first before the paper. Word of God ought to come before opening up the mail. Be saturated with the Word of God. Not only should we be saturated with the Word of God, but listen, we're talking about steps to vital faith. We need to be separated from sin. Listen, sin is the number one problem in this world today. It's the problem in this church. It's the problem in our schools. It's the problem where you work. It's sin, and when you spell it, I am in the middle of it. I can't blame one soul for my actions. Sin is the root of everything that's going wrong uh, in our world. Someone asked the question, said, "Are there any hot spots where you're laying or going?" Might be, I had probably no more hot spots there than they are right here. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I feel safer there than I do here. I've been there before. It's amazing, you know, people's concerned. Well, I want you to be concerned. But I want your prayers and your support more than anything. Don't let sin stand in the way. You know... It's an opportunity for us. But some, of, some folk are looking at it as an obstacle. Don't let sin ruin your life for the way you live in for God. We done read this verse, but if you still have your Bible open, I hope you do. And um, Hebrews 12, one says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, I don't know that I understand all that he is saying there, but I will say this. There are a cloud of witnesses that are watching us in this county. They are. They're watching First Baptist crowd. He said, Oh, you pastored First Baptist? I said, Yeah. And I said, Let me tell you, it is a country church. You're kidding. I said, No. It's just got the, well, why is it called First Baptist? I said, I don't have a clue. Except it's probably the first Baptist church that was established in Westminster. So it's called the First Baptist Church. We're country. We're city. We're in the midst. We're whoever and whatever. Whatever. We accept people who come, who wanting to know the Lord and who want to come together and worship. But that verse says, and we're at this cloud of witnesses could be those who are watching from heaven. But it says, since we are surrounded with these people who are watching us, notice what he says. Lay aside every weight. What in the world is he talking about? I believe he's talking about burdens. I've talked to some of you and you despise your job. You hate your job. You do. You hate it. But it's a way of making a living. So you put up with that burden of hating your job. I can't wait till I can retire and get out of that mess. Can't quit. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you I never ever held a steady job until God called me to preach. Never. There's no, t- I done lost track of how many jobs I had. But I'll tell you this, I never quit this one, but what I didn't have one to go to the next day. If you got one, you keep that job. Don't quit until you got somewhere else to go. That job might be that heavy weight. Could be a job loss. That's a burden that, that, that's a hindering, hindering you from being all that God would have you to be. Pressures. Hey, pressures at work, pressures at home, parents. Hey, sometimes parents can be just too hard on children. Sometimes children can be too hard on parents. Sickness. I mean, hey, what do you do with it? Linda, praise God for what he's doing in your life. I thought when I I just watched her this morning, sitting there playing and looking at her and thinking back, what did she do? To deserve this. I can't think of a thing. She was doing God's work. The morning she had the wreck. Wasn't even her fault. Why? Don't know but God knows. But she hasn't lost her faith. She keeps on carrying the burden of being crippled up. At the expense of somebody else. Let us lay aside every weight. Notice what he says after that. And the sin which does so easily beset us. Well, it's things that trip us up. It's things that seem to be so simple that grab our attention and drag us away from serving the Lord. Things that are so simple that drag us away from opportunity and having time to read God's Word. That's why the Bible says, early will I seek thee, O Lord. Early will I read your Word. You see, the Word is the very foundation of every born-again child of God. The Word The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God's not going to hear my prayer. Sin. Got to get it cleared up before he's going to hear you. A third thing. Not only should we be saturated with the word and separated from sin, but we need to to, uh, be dedicated to the Savior who gave his all for us. Verse 2, chapter 12. Looking unto Jesus, the Author and Finisher of our faith, He started it. He will finish it. It's up to you. It's up to me to give it all we've got. We thank Him for the One who paid for our sin. I couldn't pay for it. I would. I do. I don't even have enough money to pay for my sins. And if I did, if I was a multi-billionaire, I, it would do me no good. I couldn't say, Lord, here's all my money. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins, Now I've paid for it. No, I won't get it. He is the one that paid for your sins and mine, and nobody else can stand in for you and say that. He is one that said, I was alive, and I died, and yet I'm alive forevermore. There is not another little G-O-D in this world that can say They were alive and died and alive again. They're all dead except Jesus. He's still alive. He's still there answering for you and me. Well... We need to be activated by the Spirit. That's the last thing. We, we, we're talking about being steps to vital faith. Saturate yourself with the Word of God. Separate yourself from sin. Be dedicated to the Savior who gave it all, but also be activated by the Spirit. Now, some people are not activated today. They're aggravated. They're not being activated by the Spirit of God. They're not, when, when I'm activated, I am motivated to do something for God. But a lot of people they are activated and they begin to do something and they, they expect results like that and when it don't come instead of being activated they become aggravated and throw up their hands and say, if this is what it's about, I'm quitting. He didn't say that we'd have an easy road, y'all. Those of you and myself who do a lot of work outdoors. I'm thinking, how much more can I sweat? I mean, my goodness, it's just pouring out all over and everything I got's wet. I mean, how much more? And I just keep pouring in the liquids and it just keeps pouring out. <laughs> well, it's amazing to me. God keeps on being there for us, no matter how hard we've got it. Listen. It, no matter what we have to go through here is nothing compared to what waits us who are saved because Jesus said i have gone to prepare you a place he also said let not your heart be troubled and i you know i, I don't have to tell you there's a, there's a lot of trouble uh, in our world today and when you look back at that verse tw- uh, chapter 12 verse verse 1 the sin that, that so easily beset us. Get rid of that. But he says, don't sit down. The Bible says, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know something? I can't run your race. I can't run your race. You can't run my race. We all have a race to run. All of us have a lane to run in. Whatever you do, don't quit. Keep on running and run in the name of Jesus because one day, one day, he's going to carry this life to the very end and we're going to leave here and if we're saved, we're going to heaven. And we're going to hear him say, Welcome home. Hey, the race will be over. But you can't run somebody else's race. I can't run your race. But I want, to ask you, I want to ask you to do this. You need to test your faith and test it often. Many of us have smoke detectors in our house and they get their power from a battery and if they pick up every bit of smoke, They'll let you know real quick. They get aggravated when we go over there and unplug them. They have a button on it that you can walk by and push. It says test. What do you want to test it for? To make sure it's activated. Make sure it's right. Make sure it's ready. I want to challenge you to check. And test your faith. Put it into practice. Even this afternoon, check yourself. Read God's Word. Confess your sins. Be dedicated to the one who gave his all. And trust the Lord with what you have. He, the Bible says he will guide us into all truth, the Holy Spirit. He is our guide. He is our guard. And it's necessary. It is important that we put it into practice. Some of you have never put it into practice because you've never been saved. You don't know anything about all of that. So I, I, want to, I want you to test your faith this morning. If you've never invited Jesus into your heart, the Bible talks about by faith. No, I don't see Jesus in this room. I don't see God sitting on the throne in this room. But as I look around, I see those of you that I know are Christian. You represent The Lord Jesus Christ. You represent the Father in heaven. And you're here. Test your faith. And those of you who have never accepted Christ, maybe you will see Jesus in somebody that'll let you know, hey, I'm not like they are. I I wish I could have faith like they have. Put it into practice. Use it. What good is anything if we don't use it and use it for God's glory? I hope that you have the Lord in your heart through the Holy Spirit of God. If you don't, today is that day. Jesus said today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. Why do people put that on? But today is the day. So I challenge you. I I beg you in the name of Jesus. Listen, maybe you just want to tap your neighbor and say, hey, will you walk with me? You walk with that person. Come to the altar. Come to Jesus today before it's everlasting too late. The hardest funeral I have ever done in my life is a funeral where I did not know where that person went according to their testimony. You say, how can you know all that? Well, we just go by testimony. We go by people where they live. We go by what they tell us. But the hardest funeral ever has been and ever will be is where I'm called on to do a funeral. And I don't know that individual. May God have mercy upon us. And may we obey the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to be in your house today. And Lord, I, I pray that you'd speak to us through your word. We know it says, without faith, it's impossible to please you. God, I want to please you with everything I do. And I'm trusting you to see us through. I'm trusting you to look after things. I'm trusting you to to help and lead our people, God. And Lord, I just pray that you speak to the lost right now. That they'd be willing to come when the invitation of him starts. If there's any that's backslid away from you, God, they know where they stand They need to come back to you. Lord, just help them to come to the altar where we can pray with them and help them. Lord, we'll thank you for all you do for us, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.